This is B. So this episode was supposed to come out a couple of weeks ago, but for personal reasons, we had to take a break. It's just literally been sitting on my computer untouched, but I'm going to release it and we'll see you guys next week with another episode. I hope you enjoy it and Uncle Jay and I will see you next time. (laughs) (laughs) Doing. So um, your meds have you loopy, don't they? What's that? Your meds have you loopy. To the Flight Attendant Podcast, I'm B, and I'm here with Uncle Jay. Uncle Jay, Jay. (laughs) how are you, Uncle Jay? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Sitting in my car again. Just had breakfast again. (laughs) In your car? In my car. (sighs) It's nice. It's relaxing. Got the air blowing on me. Only you say. Oh yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Not like I'm sitting in my car in the heat. Of July. Still, oh yeah, we're still in July. I don't even know what the days I live. And guess what? What? It's one week till my birthday. Yeah. But like a week and a half ish. Are you gonna say how old are you? Baby, they already know how old I am. Oh. It's not like I've been hiding my age. Are you sure? I mean, I do look younger than thirty-five, so probably. You actually do. Yeah. That's that's all I have. What about you? Yeah, I'm right here. I what, what when did I come back? I came back. Uh, I think yes, uh, the day before yesterday. But yesterday is a blur because I did so much. I had to do so many stuff because Turkey is coming over only for one day, and then he leaves tomorrow morning. And I just wanted to be at the house doing nothing today. Yeah, I get so. it. And then here we are. And here we Recording. are. Recording. I just woke up too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i woke up like a like an hour and a half ago so but that's it yeah i don't know i guess ibuprofen lately it's been making me loopy but the reason why is i'm taking medication is because they <laughs> adjusted my my braces and uh girl this time i am in pain aren't you always in pain a pain in my ass <laughs> oh somebody got jokes <laughs> this morning <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I am a pain in your ass, <laughs> and on purpose too. Exactly. So, do you have news for me today? I do. As soon as I can find my phone. <laughs> oh, there it is. From the CalvertJournal.com, Ukrainian flight attendants are ditching high heels and skirts for statement suits and Nike Airs. Is that how you say Nike? Like Nike? Nike. Back home, we say Nike. Do you say Nike? I mean, the the proper way to announce to pronounce it is Nike. Right. That's what I thought. But people say Nike all the time. Yeah, it's Nike. Okay. Well, Ukraine Ukraine's biggest low cost airline SkyUp is ditching old school high heels and skirts for female flight attendants in favor of flowing trousers 
and pristine white Nike Airs. Nike Airs. That's over here, not saying Nike. Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Named Sky Up Champions. The new uniform was styled in collaboration with Ukrainian fashion brand. Hoping that's how they say it, Guru, but it's G U D U. In addition to the trainers and a loose fitting tangerine two piece suit, flight attendants will be given the option to wear a light trench coat or a silk handkerchief designed both by, uh, to be comfortable on flights and to reflect changing social norms, norms for women while makeup will stay will still be mandatory flight attendants will also have a wider range of choice of hairstyles to wear with their uniform professional flight attendants first appeared almost a hundred years ago wow can you believe it during this period a lot has changed and most importantly women have changed sky up said on their facebook page the transformation requires a new vision of the profession and revolutionary changes now we are initiating these changes for now uniforms for male attendant will remain unchanged that's not fair no but i can see there i I believe in china or i want to say china they were having neutral or gender neutral uniforms oh okay i want to say let me let me see if i can find it before you the end of your article go ahead continue no, it's already done. Oh. That, that was it was just a very short one. But I'm looking at the uniform and we'll post it on the on on our email. On our <laughs> Sorry, email? Take that back. <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> so if you want to find the we information, you gotta go to our email. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> we'll be in our notes for the podcast. But I'm I'm not too crazy about the orange color. But yeah, it is very casual and it, they look very comfortable actually. And it's still a blazer, so it still looks good. Okay. New Korean airline company, AeroK, has gender-neutral crew uniforms. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, so, and this is actually from last year. So they promote their philosophy of inclusivity through their gender-neutral crew uniforms. So that's cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Technical difficulties. I have lost Uncle Jay. (laughs) Okay, finally. I can't believe you left me by myself. (laughs) Oh, by myself. Don't wanna be all by myself. Okay, so are you ready for my news? (laughs) I am now. Okay. (laughs) This is from NBCnews.com. U.S. won't lift travel restrictions, citing spike in COVID and Delta variant cases. This is from July 26, 2021. The United States will not lift foreign travel restrictions due to concerns over the rise in the more contagious COVID-19 Delta variant cases, according to the White House official. About 83% of new COVID cases in the United States this month are Delta variant infections, and experts say that the variant is behind the new wave of nationwide infection. Reuters was the first to report the White House decision. U.S. Delta variant cases are con- concentrated among those who are unvaccinated, and the number is likely to increase in the coming weeks. They also note that last Monday, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention advised Americans against travel to the United Kingdom, given the surge of c- cases there. 
The U.S. currently bars entry for most non-citizens who within the last 14 days have been in the U.K., European Union nations, Ireland, China, India, South Africa, Iran, and Brazil. The surge in cases involving the hypertransmissible <laughs> variant was not unexpected. Such infections have been predicted to double every few weeks. On June 19, the Delta variant accounted for just over 30% of new cases, and on July 3rd, it crossed over the, it crossed the 50% threshold to become the dominant variant in the U.S. I guess while I can go overseas, they might not let me come back. <laughs> I mean, I'll take those chances. <laughs> those are the chances we take in life. I'm kidding. It says that it's for non-U.S. citizens. So, I mean, if I go overseas, yeah. I can always come back. Yeah. Shall we take a quick break so that you can figure out your life over there? I'm good. I'm good now. So, did you know that when you purchase a ticket, you're actually signing a contract? Okay. So, when I was a layperson, I didn't know. Like a layperson, like a peasant. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're a peasant. <laughs> When I was a person, I didn't know. And when I was a flight, when I became a flight attendant, I became aware of it. So when you buy a ticket, you're signing a contract and it's a contract of carriage and it is between the carrier of goods or passengers and the cosign, consigner, consignee or passenger. Contracts of carriage typically define the rights, duties and liabilities of parties to the contract addressing topics such as God, acts of God and including clauses such as for majeure. Let's divulge a little bit into it. Among common carriers, they are usually evidenced by standard terms and conditions printed on the reverse of a ticket or carriage document. Documentation of shipment's arrival is usually sent to a note to the notified party whose address appears in the shipping document. This party is usually either the buyer or the importer. That doesn't apply to us because we're not trafficking people. You were supposed to laugh there. Insert Uncle Jay's laugh. <laughs> I am loving now. Yeah, because I told you to. So these are the terms incorporated in the contract of carriage. A ticket or other written instrument that embodies the contract of carriage for foreign air transportation shall contain or be accompanied by notice to the passenger as required in paragraphs B and D of this section. So let's go to paragraph B. Each carrier and ticket agent shall include on or with a ticket or other written instrument given to the passenger that embodies the contract of carriage, a conspicuous notice that one, the contract of carriage may incorporate terms and conditions by reference. Two, passengers may inspect the full text of each applicable incorporated at any of the carrier's airport locations or other ticket sales offices of the carrier and then upon request at any airport or other ticket sales office of the carrier a free copy of full text of any and all such terms by mail or other delivery service in paragraph b2i so it limits the carrier's liability for personal injury or death of passengers and for loss damage or delay of goods and baggage including fragile or perishable goods and then, like your fragile body? My fragile meat body. Meat body. <laughs> and, then, and this is section D. A passenger must receive conspicuous written notice or on with the ticket or other similar document of the salient features of any terms that restrict refunds 
of the price of transportation, impose monetary penalties on customers or permit the carrier to raise the price or impose restrictive conditions of contract after issuance of the ticket. This is from lawcornell.edu. So basically, if you die, you cannot sue the airline? It depends. Each airlines have their own contracts of carriage. For instance, right, makes sense. For instance, this <laughs> this happened in July 2010. It became widely public that Southwest Airlines had classified mechanical difficulties as an act of God in the contract of carriage and finally expanding the definition formally shared with Delta, American, and Continental, and United. This was later clarified by the airlines as mechanical as mechanical difficulties beyond the airline's control. As for instance, the failure of the air traffic control system or fuel delivery service operated by airports. So- <laughs> Hold on, Southwest had a mechanical and an act of God? No, no. South, Southwest Airlines classified as their mechanical <laughs> issues as an act of God. Okay, got it. Oh my God, what? <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so for everybody that's listening, you can find the contract of carriage on any airline's website if you just go all the way to the bottom of the website and it'll be under contract of carriage. And it's usually if you just go for say like United Airlines, just scroll down to the bottom and it'll be right there, contract of carriage. Delta Airlines, go scroll all the way to the bottom and it'll be contract of carriage. So we're going to go into a couple of scenarios where people have quote unquote mistreated because they did not read their contract of carriage. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And I think just to add where is that, I believe once you're purchasing some of the websites, uh, my experience is that once you are purchasing the ticket, it will be a, a, a page where it gives you the option continuing to read the, the contract of carriage. Okay, so this is also kind of known as the terms and conditions when you buy a phone or when you order internet service. Right. So this is from united.com, from their contract of carriage. Passengers embarking upon a journey involving an ultimate destination or stop in a country other than the country of departure are advised that provisions of an international treaty, the Warsaw Convention, the 1999 Montreal Convention, or other treaty, as well as the carrier's own contract of carriage or tariff provisions may be applicable to the entire journey, including any portion entirely within the countries of departure and destination. The applicable treaty governs and may limit the liability of carriers to passenger for death or personal injury, destruction or loss, damage to baggage, and for delay of passengers and baggage. Each airline has their own contract of carriage, but upon looking at the very beginning of their contracts, they all say the same thing regarding the loss of life and loss of any baggage or delay of any baggage. And also it states it is at their discretion whether they can change the fares of the ticket even after you have bought, purchased your ticket. That's kind of a little shady, but I mean... I mean- Pretty much every business does the same thing. Okay, so what are some things that you as a flight attendant have come across that you weren't aware of that were in the contract of carriage? And then we'll look them up and... I think the most popular, and you probably can agree with this one, is a party of 
three or four or multiple, one of them not showing up and people wanting to keep that seat open. Perfect. Okay, so this is from alaskaair.com. It's rule seven, cancellation of reservations and prohibited practices. And it is part C, failure to comp- occupy a space. If a passenger fails to occupy a space which has been reserved for him or her on a flight and Alaska does not receive notice of the cancellation of the reservation prior to the departure of the flight, or if an Alaska or other carrier cancels the reservation of any passenger, Alaska may cancel all reservations, whether or not confirmed, and seat assignments held by such passenger for continuing or return to space. If a passenger must change his or her itinerary, he or she must contact Alaska prior to a flight's departure to determine how this may affect the ticket and remaining travel. When a passenger does not notify Alaska prior to a flight's departure that he or she is unable to travel on their confirmed flight, the passenger is considered a no-show passenger and all segments associated with the reservation are automatically canceled and all funds or miles used to purchase the ticket are forfeited subject to the terms of rule 17. So, I mean, you can go look at rule 17 for them specifically, but it doesn't apply here because if you don't show up for your, for your flight, then it becomes that airline specifically in this scenario becomes Alaska airlines seat again, and they can use it however they want. Right. So, you know, the party of three with one not showing up, unfortunately, if they're lucky, they could probably have that seat open, but more often than not, they will have somebody share that role with them. So, yeah, so that was the case on, on my situation that we needed to see somebody there and it was a big issue. So I had to basically, well, there's a contract of carriage. Sorry if you didn't haven't read it, but unfortunately I had to call the get agent and continue and remember, the only way to have more than one seat to yourself is to purchase two or more seats in your name. Oh, that's a trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's another scenario? Another scenario? That's the only one that I have used it. Okay, I have one. Hold on. So I was flying the other day and this lady came up to me and she said that she was traveling on Spirit. So let me go to Spirit's contract of carriage. And they had said that Spirit offloaded them because they were the last ones to check in. So technically they had to be the last ones to be kicked off. And she said, nobody told me that this is the way that it would happen and I was like okay I'm like I'm sorry to hear that happen to you I don't know there's specific rules let me see here let's go to spirit.com and good question boarding oh okay spirit airlines contract of carriage section 9 denied boarding section 9.2 involuntary it states if a flight is oversold and there are not enough volunteers other guests may be denied boarding involuntarily in accordance with the following. With the exceptions of unaccompanied minors and guests with disability, the last guest to check in may be denied boarding in the event of an oversell, weight imbalance, or reduction of aircraft capacity due to inoperable seats when required for operational or safety reasons. And then it says that if a guest is if guests are denied boarding involuntarily after volunteers are solicited, they will be selected on their check-in time. In other words, the last guest to check in on the flight will be the first guest removed from the flight. Spirit reserves the right to modify the manner 
of priority per 14 CFR section 250.3. So, I mean, it states right here, right? Yep. Last one and to I think check in, first one I to wonder, check out. I wonder if it's very, also a very popular thing to do between the airlines that oversold, overbooked their, their flights. Because not all the airlines overbooked their flights. Right, right. It and, could be very well. Shall we look at, shall we try to look for another one? Yeah. All right, let's see. Let's look at Southwest. Can I just say, looking at all of them, Spirit has been the easiest one to navigate. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've been like, I mean, I found that one pretty quickly. And it's funny because people give them so much crap about things, you know. And here they are. Everything that you need to know, it's available and easy to find. Right. But no, apparently people like to make it difficult for themselves. So this is Southwest.com, their contract of carriage. It is under this is in subsection six deny boarding priority rules carriers boarding priority is established on a first come first served basis in the order boarding positions are secured in determining which passengers will confirm reserve space shall be denied boarding involuntarily carriers shall deny boarding in reverse order from the order which the passengers boarding positions were secured i.e. the last passenger who receives a boarding position will be the first passenger denied involuntarily in boarding involuntarily in an oversale situation with no preference given to any particular person or category of fare. So it looks like for Southwest, it doesn't matter if you're an accompanied minor or a person with a disability. They can remove you yeah, it if just, you are late. Yeah, they said if you're the last person who receives the boarding position, that will be the first passenger denied boarding involuntarily. With wow. no preference given to any particular person or category of fares. They are not joking around. No, they are not. Wow, that's it. That's crazy. So what have you found? So I found the um, American Airlines one. There's a section. It doesn't have it numbered. But it does under conditions of carriage under the section, it's called you. Okay. <laughs> um, passenger responsibilities. It talks about a little bit of TCA, uh, TSA, but we pretty much have covered that. But here's one of the ones that I'm interested the most. Comply with airline rules for safety. The safety and comfort of our customers and team members is our top priority. We will respond seriously to any language or behavior that threatens the well-being or functionality of our crew and airport team members. Violent or inappropriate, inappropriate actions may result in denial of boarding, removal from the terminal, or legal prosecution. So your behavior starts all the way in the airport. Yeah, at the ticket counter, I'm sure, if you have to go there for to check in. To ensure a safe environment for everyone, you must allow you and your bags to be searched for explosive, dangerous weapons, or banned substances. Show a valid ID. Understand and comply with all safety instructions. Release us from responsibility for any loss, damage, or expenses if you do not meet the travel document requirements. Behave appropriately and respectfully with other passengers, 
crew and airport team members. Postpone your flight if you have a dangerous disease deemed transmittable by a federal public health authority. <coughs> Rona. <coughs> <laughs> Be respectful that your odor isn't offensive unless it's caused by a disability or illness. Wait, wasn't there a passenger that was denied boarding on a different carrier? I can't remember who. I think it was in like Costa Rica because of his obsessive body odor. Um, it happened. I mean, I seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have reconsidered like denying boarding to some people. I mean, just yeah. Because of that. Is there is there um, for American? Is there a dress code, or are you coming to that? Yes, there what is. It's right next to it. <laughs> dress appropriately. Bare feet and offensive clothing aren't allowed. Not threatening the safety of the flight in any way. Have the right travel documents and be allowed to travel to, from, or through any countries in your itinerary. Be able to sit with your seatbelt fastened. If your physical or mental condition, in American's sole opinion, you are rendered or likely to be rendered incapable or comprehend of comprehending or complying with safety instructions without the assistance of an, an, uh, an attendant, American may refuse to transport you. In addition, you may be asked to give up your seat if a government official needs space for weather condition, load, or for other conditions beyond our control there is there is more there's a lot of more but those are the key ones so i also have found another one that gets broken a lot smoking oh goodness so this is united airlines rule 22 smoking policy smoking including use of electronic simulated smoking materials and smokeless cigarettes is not permitted on any flights operated by united airlines use of battle nut or chewing tobacco or any other type of chewing tobacco is also prohibited on all flights operated by United. Federal law also prohibits smoking in an airplane lavatory and tampering with disabling or destroying any smoke detector installed in any airplane lavatory. And federal law provides for a penalty up to $2,000 for tampering with the smoke detector installed in this lavatory. Individuals are subject to FAA enforcement action and substantial monetary penalties for violation of this for violation of this law and related regulations by purchasing a ticket or accepting transportation the passenger agrees to comply with united airlines policy on smoking and use of other smokeless materials as well as applicable federal law and united airline reserves the right to seek reimbursement from any passenger whose failure to do so causes united airlines any loss damage or expense So if you're going to smoke it up, be prepared to have some hefty fines as well as reimbursing the airline for any damages you may incur to their aircraft. Have you seen that video? I, I believe I believe it's on Spirit Airlines. There's a gentleman that uh, he looked like he's had a rough couple of years on mm -hmm. him. And he I think he might have been sleeping or drunk and he goes ahead and lit and actually lit physically lit a, uh, a cigarette and the passengers are like looking like around like what's happening and they call the flight attendant and the flight attendant is always like uh what, are what? You <laughs> <laughs> 
I had a passenger the other day in my exit row that was chewing tobacco. And I was like, sir, you cannot chew tobacco. It's not allowed. It's not allowed. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> Why? I was looking around and Air Canada also has very similar policies on their carriage, uh, contract of carriage regarding the boarding, um, denying boarding. Very similar too. Okay. So I think it is a very common thing. Another one is alcohol. Alcoholic beverages. Beverage. Beverage. So I'm still looking at United's because it's right here. But it says under baggage, it's section four under liquor, subsection E. Alcohol transported on an airplane cannot be consumed on board. And of course, we have come across this on our airplanes, how people just come on board with their own little minis, because those are the ones mm -hmm. that you can bring through TSA, and they will drink them on the plane because, and I understand, they don't want to pay the alcohol prices on the plane. It's understandable, but you can't drink your own alcohol on the plane and it's not because we're trying to get more money out of you although you know it doesn't hurt but it's mainly for safety reasons if you are drinking your own alcohol then we can't monitor how much you're drinking or actually know if you're drinking so if anything happens and you have a medical emergency and we have to administer some sort of medicine if they can uh, use medication on you so it is just only us. It's also once we land and after. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what happens when an airline fails to operate on schedule or they fail to carry? Oh, they do have force majeure. So this is section 18 on Frontier's contract of carriage. Force majeure is the occurrence of a force majeure event, Frontier may cancel, divert, or delay any flight without liability except to provide refund of the unused portion of the ticket. This is section B. For purposes of involuntary reroute, the following groups of cities are considered to be the same point. If Frontier is able to provide transportation to one of the specified alternate Alternative cities, Frontier has met its obligation for transfer to the final destination. So for Chicago, it would be Milwaukee. For Fort Lauderdale, it would be West Palm Beach or Miami. For LA, it would be Orange County. And for Madison, it would also be Milwaukee. So if they have to reroute someplace, if, they, if you're coming from somewhere to Chicago and they reroute or divert to Milwaukee, they have, they have deemed that they have met, met its obligation to transport you to Chicago, essentially. Huh. Isn't that, that's, that's different. I mean, I understand why Milwaukee is about an hour's drive from O'Hare Airport, as well as the West Palm Beach and Miami and all of these essentially but it's but i don't know i feel like with other airlines i feel like there's a lot of legal jargon on these contracts that if you look at it you can definitely not be blindsided by a lot of these rules but a lot of people like we said mentioned before 
are going to go look for the contract of carriage. Correct. And all the terms especially if it involves reading. Right, exactly. And you know what? I have read ours just because I love telling people the rules. <laughs> They're like, I can't do this. And I was like, actually, <laughs> you can and you will have you to. Love to <laughs> you love to tell people what to do. That's all. I do. I do. But Let's talk clear. <laughs> yes. But I can't tell people what to do if I don't know what they're supposed to do. So I have to be very exactly. educated. Exactly. That's why you do it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, if you don't want to be wrong, then read your contracts. But yeah, but like, listen, I on that situation that I had with the with the extra seat, I had to know about the contract and that that situation would be covered on the contract in order for me to like proceed with that. Other, other than that, then I look like an idiot. <laughs> but you know, you know what though, I wasn't aware of the contract of carriage until I actually had the same scenario that you did, because I had a flight attendant on standby and she was going to be sitting in between this couple and they were like no 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 we purchased the seat this is our seat we we purchased it for one of our friends and they're not coming and so we had to call a gate agent and the gate agent said i'm sorry ma'am but section da 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 of the contract of carriage states that if the person doesn't show up, then it becomes the airline seat again to do with whatever they want. You forfeit, you essentially forfeit your seat because you didn't show up. So they were like, they, they were pretty upset about it, but she showed them where in the contract it was. And, uh, and so that's when I learned about it. And then I started reading up on it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is all the stuff that they can't and that they can't do and that and the stuff that they must comply with that's good yeah good to know yeah i think you showed me you like were the one that told me about the contract because i don't i don't remember in on training to actually letting us know that there is such a thing they don't tell us so there's a lot of stuff that we just don't know and it's stuff that we should know because then we could be prepared Better. Right, right. Like I said, if I didn't know about this situation, I would have just like shut my mouth and walk away. <laughs> right. I don't think that I've had anything else. So we covered alcohol. We covered smoking. We covered not arriving, giving up your seat. We also covered involuntary deplaning. We also covered uh, outfit outfits did we cover um this may also actually fall under a law not necessarily not necessarily the carriage of contract do you know where i'm going with this no <laughs> <laughs> where are you going with this <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should we should not cover this one just yet just yet joining the mile high club oh yeah <laughs> mm. 
this one should have its own episode yes all right so that's it that's all i have for you guys don't forget to read your contracts of carriage next time you purchase a ticket on an airline these actually also apply to trains and buses or shipping or shipping shipping i'm gonna ship you to timbuktu timbuktu can you ship me i don't know if i'll i don't know if i would need my own container first of all and can you please make sure that there's a bathroom in there as well as wi-fi and a bed or a very comfortable sofa oh my a kitchen would be great as well a what kitchen oh i thought i said a ketchup and i'm like a ketchup why would i want a ketchup i don't know for your burgers i don't know i don't like ketchup i do ew ew I don't like ketchup with my fries. I don't like ketchup on my burgers. I definitely don't like ketchup in my hot dog. That sounded weird. I don't like pictures of Mm. hot dogs. No. (laughs) 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 Anyway. Only you. you. Only me. Have you been reading anything this week? Um, No, but I think I found um, a another trilogy that I want to read um, more steampunk I just haven't purchased it yet I'm doing a little bit of research on that before I go ahead and buy it okay what about you I, how's your book club going so we actually had to push it back to, the, to this coming Sunday but we still haven't picked the other book yet and so this week has been bookless for me, which has been nice because it's been giving me a chance to catch up on other stuff that I've had to do. More ketchup? More ketchup. <laughs> I can't with you. <laughs> so I was watching yesterday this show on Netflix called The English Game. And, okay. And it's about football like um, uh, soccer I guess I would say but it's I'm in season one and there's I think only one two seasons well uh, there's three nope 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 there's just one season (laughs) (laughs) there's one season and there's six episodes and I'm in episode three so I just have three episodes to go and it's actually pretty interesting. It, it just shows the difference of how soccer or football, football was football, football that it, it was quote unquote created by the, by the upper class English. I was thinking of you the other day because I saw previews for the cook of Castamar. Oh yes, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, I did. it's on my list. I wanna watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I put it on my list, too. I'm like, mm, I think this is something that we will like. So. Yes. Yeah, The Cook of Customer. And uh, yeah, so it's on my list. But I don't know. I just, the English game kind of drew my attention. Oh, and then there's this also another one 
It's called, oh, it's called Mar de Plástico. Mar de Plástico? Yes. Is that a documentary? No, it's a, uh, it's a crime. It's, 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 it's a crime, like it's a, it's kind of like a crime show. It says in the sub, in the town of Southern Spain, where racial, racial tensions run high among the workers and its many greenhouses, a cop investigates the murder of a young woman. It sounds like a documentary. It's not. <laughs> it's not. And you will fall in love with the main character. With Ooh. the guy that plays the cop. I'm just saying. Yeah? Yeah. So anyway, that's it. Have you been listening to any podcasts? Uh, not lately, because I've been busy with other things here at home. Um, but yeah. What about you? So, not really. We, I mean, I, uh, well, there's this one episode, or I'm sorry, one podcast. There's this one podcast called Somewhat Damaged. And I've been listening to that as well as the court case. That's James and Sweet Tea. And they and were friends on Instagram and all that stuff. So they're cool to listen to. They're a couple in Southampton. And they just talk about everything literally like anything they will look at news and then they'll make a go of it so nice yeah that's it how about you you said no no okay well that's it everyone stay safe fly safe and we'll see you next time look at hey. you hey where can they find us oh that's right <laughs> Uh, how did I forget that? Okay, so uh, where can they find us? At Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Why, where can they write to us, Uncle Jay? They can write at the flight attendant podcast at gmail.com. And our website? The flight attendant podcast.com. Awesome. They can also follow us on Instagram at the Flight Attendant Podcast and on Twitter at Stay Safe Fly Safe. And as I said before, everyone stay safe. Fly safe. And we'll see you next time. Loca you. Loca you. All right, bye. Bye.